when I started, there were still a lot of people around, but now it got like more and more people into the AI or digital art scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty, pretty, um, pretty, pretty hard to for a new artist to to have a voice in that space because like you have endless voices like screaming around on Twitter and like you want to be want to be seen. And and the thing is like just um, just to find something that 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 you love. That you personally stand for, uh, that you're associated with, that you have like stories about it. Hello, Richard. So good to have you in the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm I'm fine. What about you? Doing doing great. Starting the 2024. Uh, yeah. With a lot of plans and, and so excited to have you here it's great to have thank you thanks for having me artists like you that are pioneering right this this new wave of ai artworks and and you you had so much success in the last two years i would say and yeah yeah look, looking forward to learning more from your from your journey um maybe we can start from your background richard can you tell us a bit about your background what what, how did you get involved in art? It's, did you have any sort of you know, educational art background? How, how did, all, did it all start? Um, so um, I have absolutely no educational background in art. Um, I was always surrounded by art in my family. So like my grandfather was a painter in Second World War. He painted with coal. My mother is just painting hobby-wise. My father collected art and uh, was like uh, pretty deep into African art, traveled all over Africa, um, supported communities, uh, bought art, brought um, African artists over to Europe. So um, we always traveled. When we traveled with our family, we always visited a lot of museums, um, talked about art. Yeah. And so we always had a lot of artists as friends of our family. And so I was always surrounded and, um, and, um, yeah, so that was like, that is like my, that is like how everything in my life, um, brought me somehow to art or always had something in common with art. Right. Right. No, that's, that's very interesting. And what about where did did you grow up, uh, Richard? Because I believe you live in Germany. Uh, have you lived yeah. all your life there in in Germany? Um, yeah, I lived all my life there. Like I had some stations in Austria and Vienna. Uh, I lived for two years. Um, then, of course, I had a huge time spent that I spent like um, some months in Japan because mm-hmm. I visited my father there. We will come to that point later on why i'm so into japanese art or have have that influence and i've spent some time in south africa as well because i did my exchange semester there and then in in oxford as well but yeah Mm. so most of the of of the time of my life i spent uh in in munich actually i I lived in munich uh for around four years um Yeah, and, and you know, I was I was working in a tech company, so completely like no no relation to art at all. And you know, I was wondering how 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 much of an influence um, has like the, the German, uh, let's say, traditional art world in you? Have you have you kind of explored that route at all, or it has been all digital for you? 
Uh, no, 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 absolutely. So I love like the traditional German art world. And um, in fact, like I grew up uh, my early days in Penzberg. It's like between uh, Munich and Garmisch-Partenkirchen, like between Munich and the Alps. And there's the famous, um, the famous like group of artists called Blauer Reiter or like Franz Marc, Gabriele Münter, uh, Paul Klee, mm -hmm. all these German heavy hitter traditional artists um, um, that founded like the, the organization or like like the, the team uh, Blauer. Um, no, it was uh, what was the name like? Uh, maybe I got something wrong right now. But but you know these names and in general. Mm -hmm. um, I in school like we went to the museums when I was when I was a small child because these artists grew like they, they were living like in our surroundings like mm. uh, so like 10 15 um, kilometers away from 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 the town I was born and mm. so I was always fascinated by their their how they catch the moods like after world war or between the world wars yeah. a pretty a pretty dramatic time and and how they were able to catch like moments and emotionalize these moments in in their art and you know, like um, seeing these gems uh, in in museums worldwide is, is just crazy. But but yeah, so like I was always like surrounded by art, as I told, and um, I'm pretty happy to to grow up in an area where so 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 uh, so many people like like these world famous artists were like uh, painting or were wearing were getting inspired by the mountains, yeah, and by the wonderful landscape. So yeah. Um, um, and also, like, uh, there is a famous German painter called Otto Dix. Uh, he's pretty famous, uh, also uh, like a world star painter and and or artist. And and uh, our families were quite uh, like the generation after he he's he's he passed away a long time. But um, like the the family that is still alive, we are pretty good connected, and and also with mm. the children. And so. There was there were always a lot of touch touch points with uh, German artists and, and 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 like the art scene. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. It seems that you have you found a lot of inspiration from from the traditional. I mean, from traditional artists. And I wonder when did it start for for you? When did you actually start to create digital art or art in in general? Um, how was that transition to the to the digital world. So um, let's start it from there. Like my mother, she always painted like hobby wise, as I mentioned, and she always gave me um, all the brushes, colors and everything. And I always had a spot in her atelier where I could try myself, mm -hmm. but I was like always pretty unhappy with the results. So like uh, when I painted something, it looked bullshit for me. <laughs> I was pretty honest. And she was like, no, Richard, keep on doing, keep on doing and showed me some techniques and everything, but I still was like unsatisfied and not happy. And mm -hmm. now we're coming to the point, you know, like where AI or like the digital art world comes into the most interesting part because like, I think I'm a quite creative person and, and I never could like put it on a, put it on, on, on like a physical artwork. Like, but that was ages ago. Like, I, I, I still, so like, um, I did some physical artworks that I'm quite proud of, like last mm -hmm. year and the year before, but there was the hunger to learn it, how to do it proper. And I went through the books and everything, learned the techniques. I asked my mother, so like, after years ago as, as well. And like, my first steps went in, in the physical art world 
and and like from time to time, from year to year, since I was a small child. But uh, let's get back to the AI, um, um, or to the to the um, digital art um, topics. Um, that is so amazing that people have now the possibility to um, to live their creative um, art world, or like like to to express their um, their artistic thoughts uh, with the help of AI. You you giving a lot of people the chance to to um, express themselves, but in a, in another in another way, like in a pretty modern way. And so so many people say, ah, you know, like we have these both worlds, and I both accept them. They say like AI is no art; uh, it's just like a help and everything. But in the end, you could do a lot of stuff with AI if you if you train models, if you go much deeper into the into the topic, um, and and try to try to um, get away like from typical like the standard AI stuff where you just enter a prompt, boom, yeah. you have your artwork. Yeah. It's nothing bad, you know. Like we all started at some points, um, but I always wanted to know like. Um, so like one of my inspiring figures was always like Mario Klingemann. Uh, he's he's a heavy hitter. He's long in the, in, in in the space for ages. And um, I met him in Munich as well because he has his atelier here. And and I was just so inspired by him that I dig deeper, dig deeper into the technical um, world of AI and everything, and try to uh, to go my own path or to walk walk up the beaten path. Mm -hmm. So. For sure, you always have people. They say like, "Ah, oh, it's so it's easy. I can copy your work. I can do that. I can do that." Yeah, for sure, yeah. you know, like there are clever people around. Uh, I, I, I'm absolutely saying nothing against that. There were there were copies of of uh, of famous paintings as well. So, but there was initial artists, and always uh, I love the works. Uh, they came from the original hand the most. But you know, like I had some ideas. I made my ideas. They are pretty special. They're mm -hmm emotional connected with me and a lot of people get that get that story they they get that vibe and um yeah so i did my i did my own thing and i'm quite successful with it and i'm keep going and 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 i'm experiencing from day to day uh, new new things that i could do and yeah i am i try my best to 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 present new things walk new path and yeah so yeah no, I, I mean you're you're a clear example of somebody that found an amazing you know amount of success with your uh, collections with your art, um, and I, I believe that I mean at least from from what I've seen, uh, you have two collections that were released on Verse uh, that are inspired by Asian culture and history, and you mentioned your your father and how you visited him in Asia. Can you can you tell us a bit about the the story or the inspiration behind uh, Yamabushi's Horizons and Izanami Islands? Um, and for those for those that haven't seen those collections, those are in the show notes. Um, and they have a very you know very clear uh, you could say aesthetic that you can recognize. This was done by Richard, right? Yeah. You managed to to come up with that aesthetic, but there is a uh, rich history behind them as well. So, can you tell us a bit about that influence, Richard, and how you translated that to your yeah, work? Absolutely. So, um, let's start with Yamabushi uh, Horizons. Um, so, like, okay, okay, let's let's start let's start with the history. Why an Austrian German guy is like doing kind of Japanese <laughs> themed artworks? 
Um, when I was a young child, uh, my father like moved over to to Japan or spent a lot of time there business wise. He worked there. And uh, whenever I could, uh, and I had school holidays or something, I, I went over to Japan and spent some time with him. And also my mother joined us as well. And we did so many amazing uh, trips all across the country. Visited the mountainside, visited um, the, the seaside, went to some sumo events, uh, went deep into the culinary scene. I, he took me with, with him to meetings. Um, we like we like went there when to the to the cherry blossom and everything you know like and and I and I got so fascinated by the country and uh, furthermore to that like my father was like always my best friend he was like not not like a like a strict uh, strict guy he always gave me his opinions guided me through life but in a very very fair manner mm-hmm. and um he was like um he was like one of the he was like my star but but he was like a pretty 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 good father uh, unfortunately he passed away quite early when when i was like 18 and i had all these memories and everything you know like some people they write books they start to write texts uh, about beloved ones they lost and everything to 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 get down, to get to get um to get the grief behind yeah. but i started to make art and 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 like these moments that I've kept with my father or that I, that I, that I experienced with my father in Japan, um, I took them and, 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 and tried to create artworks um, around them. So we visited mm-hmm. the mountainside, you know, like, and we had such a good time there and, and it is it's kind of magical. And I just a friend of mine just visited Japan for skiing. So many people don't know that they have like skiing areas, mm-hmm. like huge mountains or like, at least a, a mountainside where you can ski proper and they have tons of snow. And, um, you know, like when you, when you go there in, in the wintertime and, and go there in the summertime, at least to the mountainsides, I've always had these, these moments, like, you know, I've read some books about like, um, about like the, about like myth, Japanese myth and everything. And I think like the ideas came all together, you know, like everything that I had in my head, and and what I what I what I've read during that time, and I still have some books here, that brought me to do like these artworks or these series, hmm. and and yeah. So the first one, like uh, Yamabushi's Horizons, was like all about the the mountainside, hmm. um, the beautiful landscape. Um, you know, like when you, some some things you you can't describe. You have to be there, and you have to yeah. see it personally to to get what I mean. But but it's yeah. like. When you lived here in in Germany, I I think you have been to the mountains and yeah, it's you beautiful. Stand in yeah. front of the mountains and you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? Yeah. You know, like yeah. when you're coming from an area that is like quite, quite, uh, quite normal from the sea level, and you know, like and and then like one thing there were we were we we spent a lot of time in the mountains and that was like the outcome for Yamabushi's yeah. Horizons and. Uh, I used the, the seaside and all the trips to the sea, um, and 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 also the 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 the, the famous Grand Wave, you know, that inspired me a yeah. lot. So we went to museums there as well, and um, that was the outcome of our trips, where we where we've been to the seaside. And actually, I'm working uh, um, for a Bright Moments drop uh, that we will have in February during mm-hmm. NFT Paris, and that is so fun, you know, like you have these people in in Tokyo. Or in the surroundings that have like a 
mushroom collectors uh, initiative or club or uh, yeah. they get together, they gather and 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 uh, they they go out to secret spots in the forests and mm -hmm. they collecting mushrooms. <laughs> and you know that's quite surreal because like the people you know like all in the business world they're like you, you just know them in suits. And especially yeah. like Asian people, they, they don't know any different thing than just working 110%. Mm -hmm. But they have these these mushroom collectors clubs as a stress relief. And my father, mm. like in his company, like they they, they get they, they get got together and had a club uh, intern like like that. And I went out with them, and it was so surreal. You know, like you're you're in a city like Tokyo, everything is full of lights. It's going. Mm -hmm. It's going extra fast. You have no time for nothing. Stressful, but these guys like met outside the company. They they were dressed casually, and they took me with them. And for me, it was like, what the fuck, you know? Like, uh, mm. I, I I almost really couldn't trust my eyes that these people that I've always seen like working and pretty stressed, like they were so easy. They yeah. listened. They listened to music. It was kind of a kind of of, of a spiritual. It has a spiritual mm. uh, kind of feeling when I went out with them. And like that moment, I will capture in uh, a new artwork series that okay. will be up, uh, on uh, on For bright, bright moments. Moon. Oh, that's, that's... those are all the screenshots or like like the the works in progress that I'm posting actually on my Twitter account. So and and what's the name of that collection, Richard? Um, I, you... that has to be confirmed, but um, okay. I'm still working on a title. Again, it's inspired by Asian. It has a strong Asian influence from your time there with your with your dad and yeah that's that's exciting and what about Richard I mean the, there is so much behind this but I wanted to to get your thoughts how, how did it feel like when you had this reception right because Yamabushi Horizons um it was it was incredible the reception from people right that that got around this collection it yeah. was I think one of the I mean probably I don't want to to make to put numbers out there, but one of the top AI long form collections, right? That was generated yeah. in a series. Um, so how did that feel? Did uh, to to put your work out there and get all these people, you know, collecting this from di different parts of the world and having such a strong reaction? Um, that's like the biggest uh, like compliment that you can get because, like you know, when people vibe with your art. And so many people wrote me, you know, like, and so many people mm. have seen like different things in my artwork where I've never had an eye on. And, and they were like, you know, I see that that reminds me of, of a moment that I had in my life and, and showed me so many um, like personal stories where I was just like speechless, you know, mm. first of all, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the success was was mind blowing and and. Still today, like you know, like after Izanami Islands, some so I ask my wife and tell her like you have to pinch me. Did that really happen <laughs> in December? But yeah. but yeah, I'm 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 so happy and every day like I'm thankful for for everything that happened and that people love my art and and I think that's the biggest compliment that you can get as a full time artist. Um, that people love your art, that, that vibe with that art, they share your artworks, they 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 they're loving it, and that's the that's that's my that's so that's the utmost goal I think as an artist like mm. when you when you reach that point where people are like uh, falling in love with your art and and they, they they share it with their families and everything and we we even had some people 
like at the first drop on verse so like people they that, that haven't been in web3 mm. oh that, that's amazing mm. they, they contacted verse and asked them how to set up a wallet how to how to be able to collect the artwork like that and that's for me like mind-blowing you know like when you when you when you attract people and they mm -hmm. start to get into that world where they've never been before just to get your artwork that is the like yeah that, that is just crazy but yeah yeah especially because the the mind the mind kind of the change in their minds needs to happen right because they yeah. are collecting something digitally which is i think the biggest um i don't know if it's a challenge probably it's a challenge uh, the concept of digital ownership and you're right that people ask and contact and uh, various to 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 collect your art digitally that's fantastic and yeah. um what what would you say i mean in terms richard of this success you had during uh, these releases, these long, long AI releases, did that change your, your mindset into your creation process? Are you now, okay, I, I think I got something that's working that really inspires people, or you don't, you don't look at the, the reactions that way? Is it, are you more focused now after these releases? Or you want to keep exploring? How how do you approach this from a creative perspective? Um, yeah. So first of all, like I was always had I always had that that concept and lived a lot, like like uh, along that concept of creative destruction. Mm -hmm. um, and there was always like that thing. Um, um, there was like this famous saying um, in German. Um, that if you if you don't change like uh, you wait to do something in a quite a while you will be overpassed by other people mm. um i think in this way so like i love what i did with the threats and everything and that will be always a classic that will be always associated with me and i will keep doing work like that mm -hmm. but um yeah so absolutely i have to i have to experience new ways new things and i'm working like almost like night and day still or started like two days before to to work on some new projects show mm -hmm. some show some new new ways and and yeah i keep on um experimenting trying new stuff absolutely so like uh, yeah yeah it's it it's important right for for an artist to to continue evolving and and yeah that's great to hear from you that you know even if you had this success on this sort of releases you you i like the the german the german saying that's a, a great way to put it and what about uh richard in terms of your techniques your tools um your process i mean yeah. we, we we now understand your background and where your inspiration comes from but this this topic right this this area ai ai work is so it's so new and there are so many ways to do it to approach approach it so can you tell us a bit about your your setup your technical setup how, how does it look do you work on a on a studio you had a studio or you work from home how, how is your your you know your routine as an artist what tools do you use yeah so um when i started like uh, i just moved to a house and 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 like we we refurbished the house and and um, I'm still like working from my from my desk, and I'm just sitting at home. Like I have no special surrounding, nothing. Um, I will get myself a studio maybe this year. So let's see um, where I will dig more into uh, physical art and mm -hmm. do more paintings. 
um, maybe do some embroidery stuff on a big, big level, and that might that might come. <clears throat> and you know, initially my art like came from my sketches. I was always good in 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 in, in doing sketches, and mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of sketches. So that those are my those are my tools. And um, when I when I'm doing a concept or something, and then from that on, I work further digitally. So sometimes I do the sketches by my hand. And sometimes I leave it up to AI, um, but in general, like when we're talking about AI, um, like I trained with a friend of mine, he's in charge at BMW here in Munich for the whole electric division, like technical wise, and yeah. he's, uh, he's just a geek when it comes to AI. Okay. And we were working on a model, like both together, and he helped me a lot, and that really fits my needs artistically. Okay. So mm -hmm. we have special um data input uh, we've trained it a long time and so yeah that is like the thing that i'm working with i could i could use pictures that i've taken when i was young i could also enter texts or uh, accepts of, of uh, like like old pieces of of books um text wise that could influence the style and yeah, so 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 I've trained, we've trained an old model, and, and and that is that is absolutely serving my needs and 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 giving me the possibility to fine tune it and to to adjust it on on new topics. Yeah. But yeah, actually, that's it. It's it's like it's like not the typical prompt entering stuff and getting yeah. like four, four artworks or like or like doing stability AI or. Or the other stuff, the forum, or whatever uh, you call it, and so yeah, that is the uh, way I do my stuff. But um, yeah, it's a trained, uh, special trained model. I mean, I had Ivona Tao in the in the podcast early on, and she was, you know, explaining a bit about her setup and how there are so many tools, but usually she goes back to her own custom models, right? I, yeah. I think you gain a lot of power, you know having something unique there and shaping it yeah. uh, according to your needs. And how, how is it like to, you know, play with these models? And actually, what do you look for when you are creating, when you're fine tuning it? You are looking at outputs. You are looking for things that don't fit um, the, the, the vision. And then you try to update it. And, and, and also, when do you know a project is ready? When, when did you say, okay, Yamabushi's Horizons, this is the final model. This is the final algorithm. How, how is that in your case, Richard? So when I when I look back in 2023, I've just worked like like almost every day of the last year, um, except like one or two weeks on mm -hmm. both of the drops. And, and like I've started with um, with the Izanami Islands uh, just after like uh, a few days after uh, when we finished. Or when we launched um, the Yamabushi, Yamabushi Horizons, and I worked uh, like almost every day, like from from the morning till late in the in the night, um, on like adjusting, fine tuning, um, upscaling, trying to new things, and and it's it's just a constant process, you know. I can't. So sometimes I try different prompts. Sometimes I give the model new pictures uh, that, that I've taken as a small child, like I have to scan stuff. It's just mm -hmm. wild. Sometimes it works out, sometimes don't. 
then you have to adjust. Sometimes the 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 the, the algo is like doing just bullshit, but <laughs> but it's like trial and error, you know. Like okay. and and, yeah. and 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 if you found a specific kind of optical output that that touches me, so then I know. Okay, good, that's it. And yeah. on the other hand, like like Verse has has uh, amazing curators. Uh, that helped me in the decision process as well, because, you know, like in the end, I end up like with a couple of thousand outputs yeah. and then you have to uh, trickle it down to a few, like in, the, in both of the cases, 120 out, 128 out uh, artworks. And mm -hmm. that's, uh, and they helped me. So I had my, I had my, the works that I loved. And then we've uh, found the perfect yin and yang. To say it mm -hmm. like that, where yeah. where we where we said, okay, that's the that's the real uh, that's the that's the essence of, yeah. of all that work, and and we put it out, and yeah, yeah, so. that's uh, it's great uh, for an artist, right, to to get some support, right, to get some second opinions. That is pretty crucial, I would say, because you know you can you can think about that like like a judge in the court goes always through the same documents you know like and then you get a kind of routine and yeah. some people who who are like have nothing to do like with the whole process and everything they just get the outputs and they see so many artworks out there that they have like a totally different view like on the things you did like and and and, and to get that um second or third or fourth opinion on something um, makes it pretty holistic and gives you a feeling how people perceive your art, um, how they see it, what they would do different. So, but but in the end, you know, like it's always me. I never had a problem with a curator that told me you could do that. You have to do that. That's yeah. You know, like I'm the artist, and we are yeah. not in a. I'm not in a. I'm not working as a as a marketing agency because some some people approached me and said like, oh, can you do um, menu cards for a restaurant and we will pay you that? And I was like, you know, like I'm not a marketing agency. Yeah. But we will pay you. Are you fed up or do do you? Uh, is it not enough money? I said no, but but just just yeah. think about it. You know, like. Um, yeah. I just do what I love. I just do what I like, uh, what I feel, and 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 that will always be the case. So like, yeah. Um. And and that's that's like sticking to yourself, sticking to your your vision, and and that makes you. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm pretty satisfied with with what I'm doing. I'm I'm honest to myself, honest to all my connectors, uh, collectors, and 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 I think that's the most. Uh, that's the best way you can you can handle everything. But but some yeah. people think like money is over everything. Yeah, they offer you and say like, can you do, can you design some sneakers or yes. new cards or or yeah. coffins or whatever? Yeah, but but in the end, like you know, um, it's about the art and and if the project is cool, um, uh, we yeah. talk about everything. But in the end, it has to be satisfying for me. Right, we had that reminded me on. In an episode I recorded with Alejandro Cartagena, who is a, a photographer who, who is also exploring AI, and he's the founder of Fellowship. And he has worked with many artists, AI artists and photographers. And he was mentioning how early on in his career, he was taking commercial projects, but these were still inspired by his vision, right? So he yeah. still, he was he was not like, you know, Taking taking uh, commercial photographs, it was more about doing projects for magazines and other yeah. outlets. But still, his his kind of his vision and and his 
he always yeah. was very clear about separating fine art with commercial projects. And I think in your case, you're, you're very clear that what you on what you want to do, and even if you get great opportunities to maybe do yeah. some commercial projects, that's not what you are what you are about, right? I, I'm 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 not I'm not saying I'm not saying no. If there is a good possibility, and and we our like our vision is like uh, is like adding up in some way. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, like I'm I'm. I'm I'm planning to do something, or like, or like, we're getting together with Odema uh, Piquet with the watchmaking company, um, mm-hmm. the pretty famous one, and with some with some AI worlds um, that I inspired pretty like from from Asia, mm-hmm. and we're we're working on something, but it has to be something you know, like where I say yes, that's yeah. that's cool, that might be something. But in yeah. the end, you know, um, there are a lot of possibilities, and and I will I will always I will always um, jump in if something really touches me and says yes, that's it. You, it has to be, it has to feel right. Right. Oh, no, it makes sense. Thing, you know, like wouldn't wouldn't be authentic if I do something if I doing steaming iron designs or something like that or surfboards if I if I don't vibe with that. So what's yeah. the matter about that? Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. end, we all we all have to live. We all have to earn money. But for me, it's like my vision, and I just can do what I love and what I like and what I'm what what I'm standing for, and that's it. So yeah. And Richard, you you mentioned how you 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 have been working with curators like the ones from Verse, and also you had a technical friend that you collaborate with, and you also did a, a project, well, a couple of projects with another artist that. Uh, I'm a big fan of Leander Leander Herzog. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? Because um, how how was it like to collaborate with a, with another artist in this case and release a collab project? So uh, it's Richter and Gerhard, right? Yeah. Those are yeah. the two generative art collaborations. Can you so, tell us a bit about that experience? Absolutely. Um, so that was just like the early days when I started, and um, I've. I've collected a lot of uh, Leander's works, and I've always been fascinated by how he did some stuff and the, uh, how his artworks are looking. And then, like, I did my glitch works. That was the first in the beginning. Like, uh, yeah, we're coming back to technologies. Yeah, so I also started somewhere, and 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 uh, I started in the area like of glitch works, and I always was fascinated by um, Gerhard Richter. Just like I uh, went to some some exhibitions and these artworks were like kicking ass. They were like just boom. That was just like standing in front of a big fire or something, you know. Like mm-hmm. even even was it even if it wasn't a museum, but but they had a special vibe. And I was like, hey, why can't we do that interactive or like or like put it into life, like uh, create something that moves or like gives you the vibe, but, but it's something different from, from time to time. And then um, I've asked Leander if we could cooperate and get together and do something. I met him in, in Switzerland. He's based in Switzerland. And that was just such a good vibe because like um, as a human wise, he's just so cool and, 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 and a funny guy. And we wiped that good and said, like, okay, let's do it. And it was, in the end, like, it was so smooth and so easy uh, what, 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 like, how our coll- collaboration looked like. Because mm. artists are not easy persons often to handle, you know? Like, we are pretty, pretty um, individual uh, human mm. beings. And 
sometimes have thoughts that that only exist in our minds and in our brains, but yeah. and are hard to share with other people. So like, and and but it was pretty pretty good, and and yeah, so we did it, and it was crazy good, um, sold out. Uh, in, in, in minutes and yeah I collected I collected some of those um, and yeah I remember it was very I special it was very different it was yeah, a yeah. very different collection uh, the first one was uh, Gerhard yeah. am I right yeah. or what's yeah, yeah. Gerhard right yeah. I think so and how was it to you know you 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 mentioned that it's sometimes hard to to collaborate with artists on a artistic vision. How about the on the technical side? How how did you kind of split it? Because I know Leander is a is a great uh, technician, right? He yeah. used to build websites, and he's a, a great coder. Uh, yeah. And how how was it uh, to collaborate in, in those terms? Like, were you like coming back and forth a lot, sharing sharing the the algorithms and the outputs in different computers? How was that process, Richard? In the end, in the end, it was uh, just to be honest, it was so smooth. Um, I had my artworks that I especially made for the project, like still artworks, uh, like mm-hmm. JPEGs, and we were just sitting together and th- thought about like technical ways how to to put them into life. Mm-hmm. And Leander did just an amazing job, like job doing it, like uh, putting putting up a framework technical wise mm. behind that drop and uh, it's so funny you know like he he does uh, barely don't know what i'm doing like the, so he knows in general but and i did not really know what he did but in the end like we built something amazing and mm-hmm. i still love it as i've i've had so many so so many times on my screens at home and yeah it's like it's like kind of a i always say it it's like a kind of a pretty it always gives you a good good mood when you have it on and and you look at it it's like you know in the winter time so many people they switch on like these red lights where they sit in front you know like yeah. it gives you the heat and everything and yeah. gives you a good yeah. mood kind of kind yeah. of sun imitates the sun and for me it's always like Gerhard and Richter is like a good mood absolutely good mood um, artwork that lives that is vibrant that gives you the mood of a, of a like like the brighter pieces of like summer vacation or being out in a, in a lovely surrounding. And yeah, and uh, just to update you, we just met recently, like two weeks ago, and we will have a pretty, pretty big and complex um, mm. collaboration this year. So Awesome. That's um, exciting. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be a similar, similar route, like kind of a, because... Richter and, and Gerhard, you can say that those are uh, connected somehow, right? Yeah. When you look at, at the visuals, yeah. is it is it going to be in that direction or are you going to explore something completely different? Yeah, it will be kind of, yeah, not, not the same direction. It will be something completely new, but we will go new ways and let's yeah. see what the output will be. But I think it will be amazing. And, and um, yeah, we have to just, check like the technical environment and everything if our ideas are uh, technically possible to create and mm-hmm. if that is working like that might be a huge drop in the summertime nice um, but but i'm but i'm looking pretty forward to so um yeah yeah i wanted to touch on your on your future and, and you already mentioned uh, bright moments already mentioned this collaboration with leander 
in the works. Is there anything else in your in your plate, uh, Richard, right now that you're working on that you can share, or or are you focused on those two projects at the moment? Um, um. So just like my schedule, um, I had some calls last week, um, about like other projects and. Um, as I mentioned in February, we will uh, drop the uh, let's let's call them the mushrooms for these <laughs> rooms uh, yeah. on the right moments. Um, then uh, in the summertime, we will have a drop or the collab drop with with Leander, and maybe in the winter time we will have a verse drop. So like the verse drop with a new thing and mm-hmm. uh, with a new way and. I had a um, good conversation with AOI Art on Internet, and they um, they have a crazy plan with me, or like they're planning some stuff with me in, in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be like a trip to Japan, two or three weeks. Everything will be filmed, and maybe it will end up in a, in a generative drop next year. Okay, but pretty pretty complex thing. And yeah, those are the works that I'm working on. But for me at the moment, it's just like um, thinking about new things, making plans, working on some stuff. You know, it takes such a long time to get good out to to get a good optical output that that I love, that people love. Yeah. And it's just like working endlessly like right now. Even if people, you know, like I've always had that discussions. Like people are like, oh, "Why are you talking about that? You worked so many times on you could." Good, you could have you could have good output in seconds but yeah, yeah. you know like it's the way that i work uh, uh, i i never would say anything against someone who uh, is creating masterworks in seconds he could do that so i'm i'm absolutely fair enough but for me like in my path or in my critical like um on my critical journey it's always like rethinking reworking um rethinking processes uh, doing new things working with new software yeah, it's just like just like um, changing it constantly um, yeah. to present new optical output, and don't bother my collectors with with uh, always the same things. And but yeah, um, just to sum it up, like it's like I don't want to I don't want to throw my art out on the market. So I don't I don't want to overmint. It's like always keeping in supply, uh, keeping an eye on supply and demand. Um, and and yeah. an atlas should always be something special. I think you know, like I put a lot of time and effort into it, and um, my artworks should be something special. And and yeah, and uh, they shouldn't be like a, a discount a discount uh, product in the supermarket that you can yeah. buy easily. But but yeah, uh, the market decides, and I'm pretty pretty fine with everything. But but yeah, this year. Um, I will work on some new stuff. I'm just taking my time to get into new concepts and and you know like uh, and and uh, if something is ready and besides my schedule like I have these three three big things: February, summertime. February is bright moments. Uh, summertime collab with Leanda, and yeah. end of the year there might be something with verse. But I'm 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 totally relaxed right now. And 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 working on some new stuff. And when something is when something is ready, um, you're gonna know it first. <laughs> that's that's great great to hear. And and Richard, you mentioned two things that are quite important and very complex. So uh, supply, um, 
demand, how, how, when, how, and when to release art, maybe pricing. And I was, you know, I always like to ask artists um, like yourself that found success that have worked with other artists, but also with galleries and platforms and, and, and are really experts on, on how everything operates. And what advice, uh, Richard, will you give to an emerging artist that is trying, you know, his way up and trying to get collaborations with galleries or trying to collab with other artists? So how to get started in this space? And I know when you started, it was a little bit different, but yeah. what advice do you give artists in general on how the digital art world works? So I think, get started? so like nowadays, I think it's so like, when I started, there were still a lot of people around, but now it got like more and more people into the AI or digital art scene. Mm. I think it's pretty, pretty, um, pretty, pretty hard to for a new artist to to have a voice in that space because like you have endless voices like screaming around on Twitter and like you want to be want to be seen. And um, I think marketing on one side is pretty pretty important, like getting in touch with your collectors, build some groups where you can exchange thoughts, uh, ideas, can show them works in progress, um, and, and just like have a good relationship with your collectors. Then the second, second thing is that, that I see, you know, like I'm just talking from my side and, and what, I've, I, what, I've, what I've experienced, like sometimes people are like panicking when something is not, is not selling. And yeah. it's, it's just a thing like then, then there comes the boom where like, Oh, I have to do that. I have to do that. I have to sell that. I have to sell that. Mm -hmm. And they're minting out like fire, you know, like uh, they're, 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 they're like putting works out on platforms like like mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And 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 the thing is like just um, just to find something that 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 you love, that you personally stand for, uh, that you're associated with, that you have like stories about it. You know, like I love when people share their stories about like. What is the, what was their inspiration for that specific artwork? How did they did that? I have nothing against people, you know, like doing clowns tomorrow and then doing like the kind of Godzilla's doing that. You know, like we're living in a free world. Everything, everyone has the chance or should have the chance to express themselves in a way yeah. or their ideas how they want. But I think if you want to do it different, then you have to walk a little bit off the beaten path and and. Try to do something different. Try to rethink your processes. Try some different software. We have so many amazing artists out there. They are just like doing crazy stuff, animated stuff, where I'm just like thinking, what the hell? How, how could they do that? And, 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 and just like always try to, to rethink yourself, uh, rethink your, your ways of creating art and, and, but you know, like this is just my way, and 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 keep keep on doing, keep on creating. It doesn't mean like uh, you know, like uh, you can't show your works in progress and post post works. I think that's that's quite crucial and and important to do so, to to let people take part in your artistic process. But in the end, it's like find your own way. Keep on doing, even if times are hard, even if no money is coming into the into the pockets, and 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 fight for it. You know, like it's not easy. It's like in everything in the world. You know, like we are we are we are like fighting for for to be seen, to to have success and everything. And and even I, when I started, like um, I, I've sold my pieces. Um, some 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 didn't sold, 
but um, I was always happy with with what I did, and and yeah. people can could could identify and and say like, oh, I know what this guy is doing, I know what his plans are, and and um, yeah, just just keep an eye on everything that you do and do it carefully, and if something is not working, that is like totally normal. Just keep on doing. Don't don't quit. Don't quit. Yeah. Yeah, that is the that's... most important thing. And and I think um, it's always like. <laughs> Some people ask me, "Are we back?" So, I've never been. I've never been gone. But, but in the end, like uh, you know, like um, just keep on doing. Then, then you yeah. never could be back for for something, or you you never could right. have been gone or something. But it's hard. I know. I know. I'm, I'm. I absolutely feel the people. But I think it's like just keep on doing. It's like if you if you open up a business or something. Uh, the first months are pretty, or like years are pretty hard. But but yeah. in some years you might be able to to harvest the fruits that you've uh, planted or you seeded at the at the beginning. And I think just like staying positive, try the best, and 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 uh, push the accelerator in your artistic uh, process. Try new ways. That is like the the, yeah. the the advice that I could give or that helped me. Even at some times I had uh, situations where I was like. What the hell? How how should how should I keep on doing? But yeah, yeah. but keep uh, pushing. Yeah, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep like and surround you with positive people around. You know, like I had always collectors still from the beginning on that helped me, uh, like motivation wise. They said like, "Hey, yeah. Richard, keep on doing. Don't stop. Do something yeah. different." And I think that's the most most um, important thing is to keep in touch with your collectors. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Ask them what they think about um, what what they see. Um, they're just yeah. Some of them they're or like like most of the, your collectors are like they're loving your art. They they do they they help you. They're trying to to give you uh, qualified feedback and everything. Just just be in contact with your collectors. That's also a huge thing. People a lot of people don't do it. You know, like they don't yeah. care. For them, a collector is just a wallet address. Or yeah. sometimes attached to a Twitter account, but in the end, like I think, so in my stage at the moment, so for me, it's like the exchange of thoughts is just a crucial thing, you know. And and um, having so many uh, amazing collectors in my in my collectors um, space is just like giving me amazing output. Yeah, that's great. And have you done anything in particular, Richard, to foster these conversations? Are you also reaching out to collectors or is it more like collectors reaching out to you or maybe in the, your beginning where you're reaching out when somebody collected and, hey, thanks so much. Uh, why did you collect this? So were you actually seeking these conversations? Yeah, at the beginning, absolutely. So and, and still still I'm asking. So um, 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 so since my Izanami drop, I had a huge wave of German collectors. Um, mm. Uh, started to collect my works like punk owners or uh, uh, like like guys you know like they, they were they were actually living in berlin or they they're here in munich and and mm. and uh, we've started to talk pretty pretty long about uh, my art yeah. and, and 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 like everything that i told you actually in the podcast mm. right now but um yeah i reached out i asked them so what do you think um and and and, and you know like from time to time you know like you, you're building friendships and that's the most beautiful thing on web3 uh, that i met so many i, I learned uh, or like i met so many people in web3 that i met in real life 
on uh, in, in in Portugal or or NFT NYC or in London. Uh, we built friendships, um, and, and that is just crazy. Yeah, what happened yeah. as well. Like when I started, like as a collector, I was like, oh, cool, but but how do I know that that artist is that guy who claims to be that artist or like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. so many people around the world, and I'm so thankful, like for everyone that I've met that that is in my in my network. It's just crazy. No, that's awesome. Uh... Richard, thanks so much for sharing. I'm sure it will be helpful for many artists. Um, one final question, Richard, because we, we have been talking for almost an hour and I, I really want to hear your, you know, your, your, your name. So the, I always ask guests, who are the artists that inspired them? Three artists, if you could name three, it could be digital, could be, you know, traditional, um, three artists that you would like to share with us that inspire you. Um, so one I named already, it's Mario Klingemann. Mm -hmm. Um, then I absolutely love what Gerhard Richter did. Um, and, uh, then there is, uh, Damien Hurst as well that I love, like, um, like yeah, Damien, Damien, so he's very, very experimental, right? He's yeah, not yeah. afraid to do new things. Yeah. And he's doing it like, uh, different than a lot of other people. And, And even if his ways to express his art, like shocking some people, like with all these animals that he yeah. put into the tanks and so. But but yeah, um, that's the way he expresses his art, and 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 uh, just crazy. But <laughs> yeah, there's just like you know, like um, I I wanted to to buy like old school, like old school German art, and there's that guy called Imi Knöbel. He's doing amazing stuff, and I love his artworks as well. But They're kind of off my off my budget at the moment because like a small small artwork costs like a fortune. But yeah. but in the end, like I have a I have a dream to own one of his works uh, yeah. sometime. But yeah, uh, I could name you 50 people. But in the end, like I was always fascinated as so like by by uh, Mario's works, Mario Klingemann, yeah. uh, Gerhard Richter, and um, as I mentioned, uh, David. No, that's an amazing list. And thanks so much, Richard. It was a Thank pleasure. You. Thanks for sharing your story and best of luck. I, I don't think you need luck, but uh, I will be paying attention to, to your <laughs> next drops. It, they sound yeah. very, very interesting with Bright Moments and your collab with Leander. And yeah, I am looking forward to that and hope to have you here in the future again. Yeah. Thanks so much, Richard. Thank you very much for giving me the, the time and uh, the possibility to speak on your podcast. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye.